everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful, if a little bit rainy, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, Mormons kind of like that Joseph Smith guy. Oh, yes. Their their founder, (laughs) their prophet, seer, and revelator. He who, who spoke face to face with God. Yeah. Uh, multiple Oof. times. Oof. Yeah, Just, that's quite the claim. And, you know, I mean, that's something to get worked up about if it's true. Uh, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. <laughs> this, this weekend is Mormon uh, General Conference. And uh, every now and then we, we, we talk about that because it's a terrible yeah. thing that happens. But we've talked about, I'm going to play some audio of a Mormon leader. This isn't from General Conference, but uh, I, you guys need to hear what happens when these people talk. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, and then, yeah, anyway, we got a we'll, lot to we'll talk get to about. That. We'll get to that. That's, Trust me, you're going to like that's it. That's more than just a tease, Dan. You were, I was like, is he really going to play the audio now? I'm going to do it whenever I want. <laughs> well, first, we've got some stories to do uh, from the week. News of the week. Dan. Yes. We're always watching the numbers of us non-believers here in the United States and sort of stand back and go, wow, <laughs> we're really something, aren't we? <laughs> we just keep growing in numbers. There, there, there are more of us now than yeah. there were when, when you and I started our journey. Yeah, and it makes us feel special and, and proud and not alone, right? Uh, well, the Netherlands, a report has come out from their Institute for Social Research, Okay. Uh, the SCP. Those letters aren't going to line up with that because, you know, because they Dutch. speak some other weird language. <laughs> But it's the SCP. Uh, yeah. They've um, they've released numbers about uh, atheists in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Okay, and uh, for the very first time. So wait, we're not talking about nuns. We're not talking about. We're talking strict atheists. People... Atheists and agnostics. Oh, okay, okay. But for the very first time, there are more of those than there are of believers. Nice. You go, Netherlands. That's amazing. Wow. Um, this is uh, the numbers have doubled since they first started uh, looking at these, you know, statistics back in yeah. the in the 60s and 70s. And some interesting things that they, they, they mentioned in the report uh, is they found that atheists and agnostics are less interested in looking for the meaning of life. Instead, searching for meaning in their own lives. Yeah. So uh, this is direct, directly from the, the report. It says, developing yourself, taking care of others, uh, having intense experiences, and knowing you are part of a greater whole or are examples of how they give meaning to their lives. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, this because the concept report. of life having just a meaning, yeah, like the meaning of life, that concept is a nonsensical concept on its face. It doesn't <laughs> right. make any sense. Right. Exactly. The only um, meaning you can have is whatever means something to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The numbers are a little different than, uh, or more, the numbers have progressed, I guess, since a uh, survey um, that was conducted in 2015 by Ipsos, which showed, so this is just seven years ago, showed 25% of uh, Dutch people were atheists. 
Um, but that's 25? atheists. That's atheists. Uh-huh. Okay. 17% believed in the existence of a God. Oh. And 60% were agnostic or wavering in their beliefs. So. Oh, that's I, not very useful. <laughs> No, it's not. But so they put everybody that goes into a into a. I know, but think about that for a second. They found only seventeen percent of people (laughs) believe in the existence of God. In that one, well, there Um, you go. But as a group, atheists and agnostics, at that point, I guess it they they didn't have numbers or they they didn't outnumber uh, everybody else. I love it. Whenever I think about it, so it, if you ever look at it, they do, we've talked about it on the show, but ever, they do a, uh, a happiness report on different co- on countries. Yeah, it just came out again. Did you see it? And Yeah, I did. And it's yeah. always, like the Nordic countries are always killing it. Yeah. Finland's always up, up there. It's number one this time, yeah. Uh, you know, Sweden, Norway. Yeah. The Netherlands, all, you know, and I think the deal is when everybody feels safe and comfortable and uh, enfranchised in society, Mm -hmm. they kind of don't like, there's no need for a God anymore. They're just like, oh, I wonder if that's actually even true. Yeah. When you're in, when you're in the muck and the mire and you're, you're kind of like, you know, it's treading water to try and keep your, your head above water. I, I, you're not going to be asking the, the existential questions. Yeah. You're just going to, you're, you're going to have somebody to pray to. That sounds pretty good. Right. And, uh, now that, I, that's interesting. I mean, obviously it's just correlation, Dan, but like, I'm not uh, saying it's causation. You're right. No, I, but where, and definitely where I'm going, right. Is definitely a big correlation. Um, which is some of the numbers this time in that happiness report, it was really interesting. The United States sort of has uh, ticked up a few spots and are, are like, we're statistically tied with Canada right now for happiness, um, which, you know, we've historically been more miserable than the Canadians in so <laughs> I, many ways. I'll bet we brought them down. I don't think we, I don't think we climbed at all. We just pulled them down. However, however, we, we were on the same level. However that happened, uh, we did go up a, a few. Um, and I mean, it's worth noting. We also have a rise of not non-belief in this country. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also I, I, like people not going to church in, much whether or not they believe you know they um they're not going to church in much larger numbers and yeah, that's going to make anybody true. feel better about themselves <laughs> it's so true yeah. it's so it, what look correlation is not causation but it does feel like both things also cause the other thing so like not going to church causes you to be happier and being happier causes you not to go to church both <laughs> things it works it's the reciprocal property yeah. of uh dropping religion <laughs> anyway uh i well that's that's happy news i'm just gonna be all kinds of shit news uh Aww. you we I talked got us about, off to a good start dan we talked about florida's don't say gay bill okay. uh which was a bill designed to make sure that uh educators don't accidentally let kids know that gay people and trans people exist in the world (laughs) because that would be the worst uh, that you could imagine. Uh, 
and of course, their neighbors decided to jump on the bandwagon. So just a week after Florida passed theirs, uh, Louisiana jumped into the thing. Oh. And the, the woman who introduced the bill uh, took it even further, uh, made sure that her bill, it's, it's very simple. It's a, I read the whole bill. Uh, it's a, it's a two pager. It's nothing. It's, it's very easy. Uh, and all it says is that, uh, no teacher is allowed to cover the topics of sexual orientation or gender identity in any classroom discussion or instruction in kindergarten through grade eight. Mm. And, and no teacher, school employee or other presenter shall discuss his sexual orientation, not his or her, I guess, the, where they, they haven't gotten to the point where they, like, they're mad about people and in, in, in gender discussions, but yeah. everybody can be a he, apparently. Right. No, it turns out uh, they're okay with lesbians. <laughs> right? In, in Louisiana. Yeah, they're just, yeah. they're fine. Uh, no teacher uh, shall discuss his own sexual orientation or gender identity with students in kindergarten through grade 12. Well, uh, that had better be not be a double standard. Well, that's what I'm thinking. The, the, it Listen, says no you, teacher. Uh, do they think that sexual orientation is only gay? Right. They're only talking about gay people. The only gay I, people have a sexual orientation. This was my thought. My thinking is if you are in Louisiana and this shit bill passes, wait for it to take effect and then have your kids go in and ask their straight teachers yeah. about their partners. Yeah. And when their straight teachers t gleefully tell them about their husband and or wife and or boyfriend and or girlfriend. Their opposite. Sue yeah. the fucking school district. Yeah. And sue them. Sue the shit out of them. Yeah. Well, they'll, they, I mean, <laughs> they'll just be like. Well, everybody knows we weren't talking about the straight teachers. Right. Well, just, I mean, it's literally just to invalidate the law. No, I so, know, I know, I know. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> this one was interesting because it has the added twist of this, the woman who introduced the bill, uh, one Louisiana State, Dodie Horton, uh, great name. Dodie literally said, that uh, she was praying about how she could protect the children. Oh, somebody protect the children from a <laughs> conversation about something normal. Oh, no. Uh, well, she was protecting the children um, from in inappropriate conversations. That's literally how she put it. And then she said, I talked to my pastor and he challenged me and said, we definitely need to do this. Mm. So, good to know that religion is writing the laws now. So good. Yeah. So, so We can so all be good. very happy about that. Yeah. Well, Dan. Yes? We mentioned that Mormon General Conference is coming up. We did mention that. while this is not specifically a uh, General Conference story, I bet there will be something... I, I'm predicting there will be something in this general conference about Heavenly Mother. Oh. Because the Tribune, the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, just ran a story. That's the liberal paper. <laughs> Citing one uh, Mr. Apostle Dale Rinlund, 
I can't. I don't know these pe- names anymore, Dan. No, I don't know them either. Doesn't it feel good <laughs> that you don't nice. know who these people are? This guy's yeah. an apostle. I have no idea who he is. Anyway, um, he came um, out with a statement, or there was a video of him this last week uh, or recently that's been uh, circulating around on social media where he's talking about uh, how we need to be careful about talking about Heavenly Mother. Now, let's back up a little bit for all of our listeners who are like, Heavenly Mother? Mormons, what are you talking about? (laughs) Mormons, since like the earliest days, have a concept of a Heavenly Mother to go along with Heavenly Father. Because like, who does he fuck in heaven? Right? (laughs) You gotta have a... There There has to be... there's no fuck... (laughs) There's no uh, then spirit what's the point children. of heaven. Yeah. And there's no spirit children. And so where do we all come from? Well, we have to come from both a heavenly father and a heavenly mother who procreate in heaven spirit babies. This is yeah. this is Mormon. This is this is not way out there shit. This is Mormon doctrine, right? Yeah. It may not be spelled out perfectly such in Mormon scripture, but it is not a hard leap, right? Any of this stuff. Um, Anyway, so in the early, early, early days, you have this woman by the name of Eliza Snow, who was something of a radical, if you ask me. You ask a lot of people. Uh, But she was like, um, uh, wasn't she one of Brigham Young's wives? She was one of Joseph Smith's wives first, and then one of uh, Brigham Young's (laughs) wives afterwards. (laughs) I forgot about that. <laughs> anyway, um, she was also like a a, a women's leader, right? It wasn't yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she was a she was a big figure in uh, yeah, in, and she was something Mormonism. of a poet, and she wrote some hymns and that kind of stuff. But she wrote this this poem uh, titled "Invocation" or "The Eternal Father and Mother," and uh, and in it, uh, there's the line: "In the heavens, are parents single?" No, the thought makes reason stare. Truth is reason. Truth eternal tells me I've a mother there. Uh-huh. Right? Um, well, this is, it's sort of always just kind of percolated on, you know, around this idea of a heavenly mother and whatnot. But recently, last decade or so, it's really started to gain some serious traction. And Mormons are asking more and more questions about heavenly mother. And this apostles, he comes out and he's like, you know, if we had more information, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, (laughs) But the prophet, um, he's, uh, he says uh, that the prophet is constrained essentially not to come up with new doctrine. What? About this for some reason. Right. Right. But they, he's, he's very specific about, um, you know, that, that we should not, or we should not be the people that Mormons should not be pa- uh, praying to heavenly mother. I think it's fascinating that they have to say it. I have, I find it fascinating yeah. that they're having to try to control this. Well, because it's become a rallying cry of, of sort of feminist Mormonism. Yeah. And, uh, and they are desperate to put down the, the, the woman's rebellion. Yeah. But they, they've done things like they let the young women's oath or whatnot. Uh, mm. They had a wording change. It used to be yeah. say that we are daughters of our heavenly father or something like that. And now it says we are daughters of our heavenly parents. 
Yeah, there you go. And so they're and they were hoping that that would be enough. <laughs> they they didn't realize that all they're doing is um, uh, feeding is, the fire. Yeah, feeding it. It is interesting. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, the Mormons are like they Mormon. I think a lot of Mormons want this, and I don't think it's just the radical feminists. I no. think in particular, more even like your mainstream Mormon women, they want this. It's in, it includes them and they don't understand how radical it is. Right. They just know yeah. that it, it, that, that it sp- speaks to them, that it gives them more of a place, more of a role as women. If there's a female deity that's also at the top of the church or, the and we should mention, we should say that like, I mean, we knew, I knew about heavenly mother growing up, but it was always spoken of like she was Voldemort. It was always, it was like this mm. hush, hush thing that like you didn't. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we, we, oh, we, we, we respect her so much that yeah. we don't ever talk about her or think about her or uh-huh. ask any questions about her. Yeah. I remember that line. Yeah. Uh, and it was all just clearly it was changed. Such bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, there you go. We'll see how the what what happens of, uh, with with the Mormons over the weekend. Um, I'm gonna take us now. I, I'm I'm staying in the South. I'm moving from uh, Louisiana to Mississippi, mm. where uh, a man named Robert Foster, a former mm. House uh, Mississippi House lawmaker, and actually, uh, I I think he left the House to to in a bid for the governorship. He he ran for governor. And came in like fourth among Republicans or something oh. crazy like that. Okay, did not do well. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, he he recently uh, had a tweet that was real, real cute. This was sent in to us by a listener, by the way. Uh, the tweet said, "Some of y'all still want to try and find political compromise with those that want to groom our school age children." And pretend men are women, etc. Oh boy. I think they need to be lined up against a wall. Well, it says against wall, but I assume he means a wall. <laughs> Before a firing squad to be sent to an early judgment. Uh, he's only aware of one wall. Oh, that's awful. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now here's God. the thing. I you know, <sighs> I always look for insights into what these assholes are actually thinking is happening mm. or at least what they're, what they're, what fire they're actually trying to stoke. Mm. And it's very clear from this, that the word grooming is, is the one that I latched onto or groom, which is to say he clearly thinks that what is happening is that the liberals are trying to train the children to be gay and trans. Hmm. This is what they've constantly been worried about. It's it's and you know, I think it's useful to mention that like that that's where they're coming from. Hmm. Um and that is the line that they're being fed constantly mm-hmm. by right-wing media that mm-hmm. these people are coming and they are going to try to turn your children gay and they're going to try and turn your children trans. Yeah, your kids are already gay and trans. Yeah, yeah, I got bad news for you, friends. <laughs> or good news. I got good news. Nothing that we can do will affect yeah. the gender identity or the sexuality of your children. They just so, 
are. They are rest, what they are. Rest easy. Wouldn't it be nice if some people uh, helped them have a soft landing right? as they start to accept things what about if, themselves? What if you just loved your kids? Yeah. What if that happened? Yep. However they are. What if you just love... Anyway, uh, obviously that's not what this guy's about and not what a lot of these people are about. This is the guy, by the way, who when he was in the... Uh, the when he was when he was serving as a state representative, actually authored the state's current death penalty law. So, wow. That's a, and he loves death. He loves killing. He loves a good murder. Yeah. He, he just, just, if, if somebody disagrees with him, yep. why, Why he's mad. He can't just kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he is. Um, yeah. Calls for violence. And oh boy. Yeah. These things are, they just, they scare me deeply, you know, like it's just, yeah. It's public. Like, when, here's a public the guy who has a certain public, um, notoriety, a certain yeah. amount of, uh, you know, he has a certain reach. How does he not know that it's such a dangerous thing to say? Right? And he's not pushing footing around. He's not, he's not yeah. metaphorical in any way. He's not, he's not speaking figuratively in any way. Yeah. He literally says, line them up against a wall before a firing squad. Yeah. It's unequivocal. They're saying the quiet parts out loud now. Yeah. They they're they just feel completely empowered to do that. Boy, oh boy. All right. I wonder why Twitter hasn't uh kicked him off. Taken him down. It should. He should he should be entirely deplatformed for that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, here's a story about state sanctioned death. And oh, murder. Good. The Supreme Court this week, Diane, uh, they uh, had a decision. Of these United States? These United States. This, the, the Supreme Court, Dan. Um, it's the supremest one of them. <laughs> so there was, there was this case in front of them where John Henry Ramirez, who uh, he's been sentenced to die uh, for the brutal stabbing of a, of a convenience store clerk back in 2004. A horrible crime, right? Indeed. Um, and uh, I am not for the death penalty. I think that oh. people should just be locked up for the rest of their lives. That seems like a, the civilized thing to do. <laughs> um, but it is legal in a lot of states in the United States. And uh, so the Supreme Court had to um, get in on this case where he was asking for um, his um, minister to be able to touch his foot at the time of death and to say a few words out loud um, on his behalf, pleading, you know, asking God to look after his soul or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just a prayer. Just a little prayer, a little prayer. Um, it would probably bring the guy a little bit of comfort and I'm it's a brutal crime, but in a moment like that with the state taking his life, I think he probably deserves some sort of human uh, <laughs> touch of some kind. Of course, that's not the point. He's not supposed to feel good, but he is dying. Let's face it. If you're going to kill him, let him feel a little bit good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you're, you're taking, getting, you're getting everything. your revenge. You know, you're, you're taking literally everything. Give him from an him. ounce of comfort. But again, yeah. not the point of the death penalty. 
let's just no. face it. Um, but anyway, the Supreme Court uh, has said now they've ruled that um, while prisons do have and and states have a compelling interest in uh, protecting the the ministers and you know um, and uh, sort of the 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 situation and keeping everybody safe, they they don't see a reason to keep the minister out as long as it's safe and the right. state cannot uh, the state has to have a very compelling reason as to why it's not safe for them to 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 keep the ministers out yeah i, I mean it's, if it's a, if it's a gas chamber uh, obviously you you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily want him in there i would say the electric chair probably i I, can we maybe just, the firing depending, squad depending on the minister can we just make that their choice <laughs> you know at a certain point as long as it's not going to disrupt the proceedings dude why if you want to be in there with him man yeah. uh go ahead yeah you just you go right on <laughs> i mean really the only one that works for this would be like lethal injection right um, anything else it's like uh, oh firing squad okay well uh Let's uh, just duck <laughs> while you're up there. They could get oh, a little Lord. shield. They could make a little shield and he could just like be behind the shield and just be touching his foot. Why not? I was, I was, I was reading really sick, sorry, uh, about that, about this story. And I read there was only one dissenting justice. Uh, it, was, <laughs> Guess it was eight to one. Do you know who the dissenter was? Yeah, it was Mr. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Uh, He's he's in a in a load of trouble right now. No nobody can do anything, but he's in a load of trouble. Anyway, did you see what uh, his reason did, was for dissent? Yeah, <laughs> please tell the people what his reason was, because uh, it doesn't feel like you know the job of the Supreme Court justice is to rule on matters of you know of the law, right? But he seems to have a different reason. Yeah, he says that Ramirez isn't really interested in prayer. He's using uh, the legal system to delay execution. It isn't about religious liberty, he said, but gamesmanship. Gamesmanship, really. Which to me is like, yeah, obviously he's trying to prolong things with lawsuits. Yeah. But the question before you is a legal question that you still have to rule on the question, not just be like, he's asking the question for the for a wrong reason. <laughs> We, we shouldn't even talk to him. He's, he's just trying to get out of detention. <laughs> foul. I call foul. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you how much I hate Clarence Thomas. Uh, he is such a terrible, terrible Supreme Court justice. I, and seemingly I also a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bad human in general. Yeah. And has been apparently since the a, 80s. A very, probably before then. I'm going to yeah. guess. I'm going to guess. He didn't just like, like get on the, or, or uh, sexually harass one, one person. No. Yeah. Right. No, this was a, a <laughs> pattern. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I'm going to close this out with some quasi good news. Wow. Uh, and that good news is that even though they are undoubtedly extremists, even the Taliban has their price. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so this is a story. 
if you'll recall back before the big uh the big uh war that where Americans went in and decided to save Afghanistan and then uh, and then decided stayed, not to stayed there for way 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 too long and then left and fixed and had fixed exactly nothing um before that the Taliban was in charge and they made national international headlines at one point by blowing up these huge uh, statues of Buddha. Yeah. Uh, they, they were sort of carved were, out of a rock face, right? Yeah, they were these enormous, beautiful statues. They were world heritage sites sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, and they just blew them up and said, these are pagan idols and uh, and we're not having it. We're, you know, we're good Muslims and uh, we're we're only going to allow that sort of thing. Well, uh, the Taliban's back in power, but yeah, here's the thing: they there's there's a couple of uh, of ancient Buddha statues. Oh, there, um, are there more in a place in a place called Mez Ainak Valley. Okay, uh, in that's south of Kabul. Okay, uh, and they are you know they're very very old. <laughs> I'm not even sure how old they are. Um, but that but, makes sense. But they're old. They're very, very old. I believe old it. And, yeah, sure. Um, and they actually, uh, the, the Taliban is going to protect them. Really? Isn't that nice? That sounds really nice of them. And you know why? Because <laughs> the Chinese told them to. Oh. And do you know why that matters? Because the Chinese want to invest in uh, in mining operations in Afghanistan, and Chinese oh. mining money it, it spends. So yeah, okay. So apparently the Taliban, <laughs> even the Taliban, have their price when it comes to uh, when it comes to things, and so they are going to not blow up ancient artifacts that are uh, sort of. Hmm. The, that the Chinese though, might be interested in. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. That's right. They're, 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 how are they going to fill their ancient artifact blowing up needs, though? Yeah, like, it's a good question. <laughs> it's a totally valid question. They'll probably just invade some neighboring state at some point. <laughs> First check with the Chinese. Yeah. Oh, okay. These ones we can blow up? Okay, cool. Literally, uh, apparently, Afghanistan's mineral riches are estimated to be worth a trillion dollars. So, oh boy, uh, this is just a, what we need. Oh God, there's a there, a wealthy there's a Taliban. Lot. That's what we need. Yeah, in this world. Exactly. Thanks, China. Thanks, China. If you can't see awesome. what's coming. Thanks, China. But but in fairness, you won't believe how long your iPhone battery is going to last. now. <laughs> gonna be great well okay i mean if you put it that way right all right well friends uh if you have anything you'd like to say about this or any of our stories please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 stick around we've got more show coming up
Hey, Frank. Dion. We've talked about our, our good friend uh, and, and former uh, White House uh, advisor, Lance Wallnow, or at least, uh, <laughs> okay. at least a guy who actually got to go to the, the Trump White House a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which gave him a hell of a platform. Anyway, he, he's talking with uh, a woman on his, his show about the, uh, the don't say gay bill and uh you know we were we were talking about the Taliban earlier uh he's he's got some stuff to say he'll bring it all together he'll bring it all together the media's calling the don't say gay act uh bill and so and DeSantis called him out for it the other day he really went after a reporter who who talked about that he said no 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 we're talking about kindergarten kindergarten to third grade we need to be talking yeah, about yeah, we, that right now. This is where you could push back and say, this, these are the must-be-gay activists. Yeah. You must convert. You must be gay. Yeah. You must accept it. You must embrace it. You must affirm it. You're not allowed to reject it. If you do, you should be deplatformed, and all your money should be taken from you. That's a religion, folks. Yeah. That's, that's as bad as the Taliban. Yeah. You got the trans-Taliban. The trans Taliban is coming for you, Frank. Oh my God! We're all we all. Everyone has to be gay now. Must Frank. be gay. This is the must be gay crowd. <laughs> well, nobody wants that. Like Listen, literally, nobody wants that. Lance Wall. Now, I promise you, no man in this country wants you to be gay. <laughs> that it's just not true. It does. <laughs> I'm looking at an image of you right now, and not a single gay man wants you on their team. <laughs> anyway. Oh, amazing. Well, uh, we had some folks write in to us. Uh, I, I will I read their, their missives. Um, do you remember, Frank, that we talked about, we, we sort of asked, any, asked if any of our listeners had left church during the pandemic, had had have their had had their unraveling, yeah. During this pandemic, and we had a couple of folks write into us. Oh, nice! So that's kind of cool. KG wrote in to say, "Hey, Frank and Dan, you said in your last podcast you wanted to hear from those of us who never went back to church after COVID, and I'm proud to be in that statistic. Oh. I was a former lifetime Christian." Daughter of a preacher, oh, these preachers' kids, <laughs> and Christian University graduate. Oh, I'm sorry. I wonder if your degree actually means anything. Um, <laughs> Damn, interestingly, Dan. oh, I'm te- I tease, I tease. Frank went to a Christian university too. Yeah, but then I left. And then you left. Yeah. <laughs> interestingly, says KG, in the months before COVID, I was really struggling uh, with the my with my Christianity. And asking questions because my kids were asking me questions, and I realized I had no good answers, hmm. such as why did God kill Jesus and not just save us? That's, oh yeah, oh from the mouths of babes, you know. <laughs> uh, our mega church was also really pushing giving to the point that I had friends writing massive checks to them. On March eighth, twenty twenty. I was sitting in church as the pastor went on and on about giving, and I had this light bulb moment that I wasn't sure that any of this was true. I freaked out and wasn't sure what I was going to do because I never wanted to step in that church again, but my family is all there. Wow. Well, wouldn't you know it? 
God, or was it Satan, must have heard my cries because he started an entire worldwide pandemic and the very next Sunday, everything, including churches, shut down and I never had to go back. <laughs> so it's your it's fault. A, All right. I love that. Oh. I used a lot of my pandemic downtime doing my own research, hmm. uh, doing lots of reading and listening to podcasts and, well... I listen to a podcast called Thank God I'm Atheist each week, so <laughs> obviously you know where my research led. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Ah. I love that. Good I love stuff. It. Uh, Heather also wrote into us, Hi, Frank and Dan. We were actively looking for a new church, an, a new church home in our new town before the pandemic hit. It was, re it was already a struggle for me because I distrusted churches and questioned religion. 2016 solidified that. Uh, for those of you outside of the country, that was when Trump was first elected. <laughs> but the pandemic made me seriously question my belief in God. The absolute hypocrisy and blatant disregard of the truth, along with the lack of empathy for fellow humans, really turned me off to church. The 2016 election, the continued hyper-radicalization of conservative politics... And the life experiences made me turn away from all the things I had been taught wow. in my small religious town. Wow. I grew up in a place with a church on every corner. And we identified ourselves by what neighborhood we lived in and what church we went to. I'm also a public school teacher, and I feel the demoralization of teachers by Republicans more and more. There you go. Wow. All right. I'm, you know, I'm so grateful to these assholes for showing their true colors mm. because i think more and more people are having the same experience that kg and heather have and well, are and yep. are uh turning and are like just having a light bulb moment where it's like oh yeah the, maybe this is all just bullshit well and you know to be honest like the more that the good people leave that it's just gonna be the assholes left right yeah and then they'll alienate more and more people hopefully Right. And then, and then hopefully they'll be right about their theology and God will rapture them away and we can just live without <laughs> them for the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh, I know. The rapture. That's good stuff. All That'd right. be great. I would love it. <laughs> just get rid of them. Look, we're all, we're all fantasizing about the same, same thing, you guys. We want you to leave too. <laughs> all you evangelical Christians. We all want you to go. So let's root for that. Anyway, uh, do we have some folks to thank? We do indeed, Dan. We have two new patrons on Patreon. Uh, two new deacons, in fact. Woo. We have Katrina and Renee. Oh. So thank you to the both of you so much. Wow. Well, welcome to Magic Powers, yeah. friends. You two can... Uh, now pass the sacrament. <laughs> That's it's really a very important time in your life. Yeah, so you, uh, this is a a big rite of passage for you. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. You get to uh, you take the little tray. It's handed <laughs> to you by the priest, right? Who's 16 right. years old, yeah. and then you walk. You you have an assigned area that you're supposed to go to. It's all been planned out. It's court. It's choreographed. I suppose you do it with military precision. And then when you hand off the tray to your the row that you're at you then have to awkwardly stand there and try to figure out what to do with your hands mm -hmm. this is this was my dilemma i had absolutely no idea what to do with my hands 
And I well, like and just like and I felt like the entire congregation was watching me. You're you're making it sound better and better. <laughs> so uh, welcome to that. It's yeah. really awesome. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to join them, uh, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com and uh, clicking on the support tab. And then there's options. Remember, if you don't you give us your money, what the hell are you going to do with it? <laughs> exactly. Don't don't actually think about that. Just uh, <laughs> just give it to us. Yeah. And then, as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Austin. Thanks, guys. There's more show coming up. So, Frank. Dan. I wanted to start this segment off by playing a little bit of audio. Ooh, okay. Um, and this is from uh, a guy up in uh, at BYU, Idaho. Now, for Ooh, those of yeah. our listeners who don't uh, know, BYU is obviously the Mormon University, Brigham Young University. Uh, its main campus is in Provo, but they have uh, other campuses, one in Hawaii, taking up space in paradise. That pisses me <laughs> off. And one in Idaho. Um, and <clears throat> this guy, he's, I, this is basically an audition. I don't think he's a gen- I couldn't figure out who the fuck he is. I was trying. I looked him up. Couldn't figure out who he is. Okay. Uh, he's not identified in the, in the place that I found him. But it, this is clearly his audition tape to be uh a general authority in the church. This is clearly him gunning for that position. I would watch that show, by the way. <laughs> Who wants to be an apostle? I would totally watch that show. I, yeah, it would be. But maybe you wouldn't after you hear okay. this clip right. and realize the reality of that situation. Okay, Because it's rough. Uh, and I am going to... Uh, I'm not going to play... The whole clip, because that would be torture. But we'll we'll play some of it just uh, just to give you a, a little taste. If any hope to find a particle of evil in one so pure as Joseph Smith, they will find, as the Lord said, that their hope shall be blasted, and their prospects shall melt away as the hoar frost melteth before the burning rays of the rising sun. Any evil they think they may find in Joseph Smith, no matter how widely believed, will be a lie. For he was righteous and pure. Joseph Smith declared, I have a conscience, void of offense towards God and towards all men. I shall die innocent. And he was innocent. He lived great, and he died great in the eyes of God and his people. So uh, a few oh, things boy. about uh, about that clip. <laughs> First of all, if it sounds to you like he's cr- like trying to cry. Mm. That's important. Yeah. That is uh, that's a big Mormon thing. Yep. Uh, Mormons are, are, are very keen. Mormon men especially are very keen to cry over the pulpit. Uh, but, you know sustain their toxic masculinity elsewhere. <laughs> the th- okay, first off, uh, for those of you who don't know, Joseph Smith was the founder of the Mormon Church back in the mid-1800s, and he, he was not pure. <laughs> not there even is, close. 
There is literally, uh, if you read anything honest about Joseph Smith, it will be instantly and extremely apparent to you that he was not pure, nor had he never done any, nor did he have a conscience free of, what did he say, free of any offense to God or man or whatever. Okay, Dan, Dan, I'm I'm just going to call you out. Uh, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie, Dan. That's true. He did say he if just, anybody said that. He just said it's a lie. Yeah. So okay, I'm, fair I, enough. I, I, I just felt the need <laughs> to uh, to kind of to, point out how that works. Yeah. Right? Um, it yeah, is amazing. Boy, I mean, oof. it's just he's, and he, this basically is a, he's saying also that he was like without sin. Yeah, he was a perfect man, and then he uses a Unbelievable. quote from Joseph himself, claiming that he himself is, in fact, without sin. Which, if that's not the big, like he's literally flying the red flag as 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 valiantly as he can. Yeah, it's a, it's absurd. Yeah, the 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 thought that anyone. Uh, would be completely infallible is is absurd but it's it's not even a doctrine of the church no it's not like infallibility that's a that's a catholic thing that's not a mormon thing right and but like it's also if you're if you're talking about a figure like joseph smith it's the far easier thing to say than to actually parse out you know what he actually did and and what what you're going to call a lie and what you're not going to call a lie. What, right. Which ones were acceptable, like, sins and which ones were not, right? Because it's like, yeah. like, I mean, the, 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 the church history book, like the, the manuals they teach from you know, on Sunday are going to have stories where he, where Joseph Smith clearly did something that is wrong. Right. Yeah. Like I remember being taught stories where it's like, yeah, that's not really cool, but they always had some way of explaining it away. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, but, but no, it's better just that he was a perfect man. It's easier. It's far easier. Well, it's, it's stupid. It it literally (laughs) will just, you're just creating the worst cognitive dissonance known, like available. Because yes, he does. There is a hundred billion dollar organization backing him up, like coming up with way with with spin for why all the things that he did were actually acceptable and not remotely horrific mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's but he's still, as you say, he very clearly fucked up a bunch of times, <laughs> like very very obviously so. Right. He and you know we are, we're not going to go into the entire litany of things that of bullshit that Joseph Smith said or did. But it was a lot, <laughs> you know, for everything from marrying children, like not yeah. marrying them to other children, but like he himself getting married to a 14 year old girl uh, and to, you know, him just, he, he pretended like there was like, a, he bought an Egyptian papyrus 
and then pretend and then claimed to have translated it. And then later they found out that it was they 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 figured out how to actually translate them because when he did it, they didn't know what the hieroglyphs meant. <laughs> and now we do know what they meant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was nothing like what he wrote. <laughs> that right there is enough to go, okay, something got a little squirrely because he claimed that this was just a direct translation of what was on that paper. So something's, something ain't right. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, I guess the thing that I wanted to talk about is just how dumb it is to have any form of hero worship. Hmm. Uh, just in general, you are bound to get your heart broken if you if if you you know if you need a person, a human being, any human being, mm. to be, you know, to to live up to some ex- insanely high set of standards. Guess who's gonna fail you? Mm. Because we because none of us, you know, I know that our listeners think of me as an almost godlike figure, a, a perfect uh-huh. person in basically every way. Just, I know that that, just I mean, keep that's what I'm putting out that, there. Dan. <laughs> uh, but even I, perfect as I may seem, have foibles. I, Frank, I have, I'm admitting this. Oh, I've made mistakes in my life. This is a big step for you, Dan. I'm sure that this is shocking <laughs> and painful for some of our listeners this to is, hear. Uh, everybody, uh, it's, this is a first. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, I've had heroes that uh, that have fallen. You know, uh, yeah. I Steve I was Jobs. A Will Smith, heard, oh, I was a I was a Will Smith fan, man. He was my guy. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I've heard you complaining about Apple products lately. and I, That's true. So the, well, Apple products are... This whole but, you Steve know, Jobs you can't, thing. You can't blame Jobs for that. He's dead. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a, the, like the idea of um, worshiping a person or, or, or needing a person to be perfect is, is just doom. It's, you know... The Pope is not going to be perfect. And mm-hmm. if you think of him as perfect, it's going to just wreck your brain when you see him making very obvious mistakes. Or when you just see him contradicting the last Pope. Yeah. Because they do that all the damn time. Yeah. The last Pope's still alive. He's still, they're still contradicting each other. <laughs> Back and forth. It's a it, it it it's just it's an absurdity. But the problem is that religion breeds black and white thinking. Yeah, religion talks about perfection yeah. and holiness and concepts like that. Right, it's, and yeah, I mean, but we, we've also sort of you know mentioned it. But like, it's not just a religion problem. No, it's not. It's but but what I'm saying is that the religion is probably the primary training ground for black and white perfection seeking thought. Mm, okay. And perfection is the enemy of humanity. The second you're looking for, you know, you have standards too high to be met, 
you you it makes sense to you that man is the enemy to God or that human beings are inherently bad or evil or fallen or destined for hell mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. And that's just that's just dumb. It and it le- and it, the all or nothing thinking leads you to I mean so many people are just so deeply depressed and riddled with anxiety trying to live up to a standard that doesn't apply to them. Mm. That's nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God gives you sexu- sexuality and then commands you never to use it except in the ways that make sense that, that, that he likes. What is he, ta- what are you talking about? It's a, it's an absurdity on its face, but, uh, but you know, there it is. I don't know. I would, what do you do with it? I don't know what to do with that. When somebody says that a monster like Joe Smith, a a con man huckster who, you know, just like every other cult leader before and after him just used his position to fuck a lot of women. I, when when that guy has to be perfect for your theology to to make sense to yourself, man, you are in a bad place. Well, if you have anything you want to say about uh, <laughs> hero worship or Joseph Smith or the the leader of the cult that you grew up in. Oh, I'd love to hear about that. Feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Seriously, I want to hear about your cults. Yeah. I do. Um, leave us a voicemail message. That would be another way to do that. Uh, the yeah. telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Uh, hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.